it's him essentially saying, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, but essentially him saying, it's not my fault if people don't care about the story I'm trying to tell. And there's a part of me that says, no, James, like you wrote it, you directed it. It is kind of your responsibility to make me care about the story you're telling. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films and Black and White, everybody. We we love that intro music is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that was that's good. That comes from that is a Marcus J. Destin track uh, coming to us. So it's if you're looking to test out his music, you just got a little taste. Get the taste Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. free. Yeah, and also the music is free wherever you get it. So Crack, crack method. Crack, crack method. Um, how's everybody feeling? Happy everybody is uh, here with us. Uh, just real quick, right out of the gate. Fuck daylight savings time. Just yes. Wow, come out hot, hot with that. Yeah, no, um, double agree. D- yep. Like ditto. Everything mm, I can to support that. Not a big fan. And we'll get into Very that. Swift. It, exactly. It can go Why? Yeah, we got some stuff to talk to. We got some news to talk about. We're going to talk about some Daniel Kaluuya news. We're going to talk about some Gears of War news. We're going to talk about some AMC news. <laughs> Just kind of using it across the board. <laughs> oh, um, wow. We're so also going to talk about uh, Play Catch at Quotables. We got that coming, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So all in all, a great episode. But mm-hmm. we need to make sure everybody is thoroughly welcomed and brought into this. So I'm going to kick it on over to a one Marcus underappreciated mace Destin. Marcus J. How you feeling? Sir? Yes, I'm feeling good. It's daylight savings. I was fine with like when I woke up feeling like well rested. I was pissed when I was at work and it felt like it was six o'clock. And I was like, this <laughs> is Facts. dragging on. Yep. So yeah, yep. we're a little tired. It's a little rough Monday. But we here. We ready to pod, y'all. We ready to pod. Yeah, we absolutely we're ready. are. Election mm-hmm. day is tomorrow. If you ain't voted yet, get off your ass, champ. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Yes. It'll be over. So yeah. this comes out Wednesday, the Wednesday yeah. after the election. But if so. you're live with us, get off your ass, champ. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> please, please. Hopefully, you have voted by the time that this has come out. Um, I hope so. Marcus, you had a big event this weekend. A lock-in. How did the lock-in go, sir? It was great. It was cool. We had about 250 people show up. Fantastic. Um, had a yeah. hypnotist. Um, it was just, it was a it was a nice little vibe for our first time doing it. Kind of duplicating some efforts up there at Iowa State. And um, oh. you know, it was really cool to see the muck in this way. Like Doug, Doug knows before COVID, um, things were open to like 2 a.m. The muck will be open to like 2 a.m. Um, oh wow. And it's kind of bare of land. So to see people there at like 1 a.m. really just vibing and just kind of going with the flow, enjoying like a 90s theme, it was pretty, it was, re- it was really dope. So, and then it's I went good. and DJ tailgate the next morning at, oh. at 11 a.m. Oof, so, man, troopers. A lot. Yeah. Well, congratulations you know? on the event going well. And hopefully, we got a chance to get some sleep because that's great. Team. Uh, that matters. Great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks. Yeah. And now we also need to invite mm-hmm. a one Brian Roush. Brian. Hello. How you feeling, sir? 
You know what? Uh, I'm feeling good to be here. It was a busy weekend and it felt like launching a rocket because I got three kids. And so when daylight savings comes, they don't care. They're all six and under. They don't care that the clock's changed. It's it's still the same time to them. Yep. So we successfully got everybody to within like 20 minutes of their normal wake up time, which we prepped for this. We like extended bedtimes because we just my wife and I were like, we really want this hour of sleep. We just we really want this. So we did it. We figured it out. Mission success. So it was good. It was it was good. It was a good weekend. I'm happy to be here because we got a lot of it's not like it's not like a heavy news. week, no, but we no, haven't no. done a news episode in like almost a month and so i'm really happy we're gonna have more of a freeform episode to kind of talk about some stuff that has kind of just been on the periphery and then like next week we're back at it with black panther wakanda forever so i'm really i'm i'm very happy for this time so what about you doug uh i brian first off flowers to you for the successful transition 20 (laughs) minutes of close to bed to wake up time that is that is a feat. So you are a hey. wizard, sir. Um, <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. We had a little bit of a oh, rough transition. I think it's okay. we kind of caught the Wagner house is like there are just it's it's almost as if we are dealing with, you know, that like whack-a-mole game that you would play sure. at like Chuck E. Cheese. We're sure. doing that with colds. Like oh, once we man, beat one, like another one shows yeah. up. It's not the same kid. It's in a different kid. So you got to like mm-hmm. balance all that out. So we're yeah. playing whack-a-mole with colds um, around the Wagner house. So uh, okay. that made the transition rough. But other than that, I'm doing quite well. Okay, um, we did leaves this weekend. So that was good. Um, oh, same I am, here. Living our best suburban dad life. Yep. Suburban dad life. No, um, living in an apartment. Yep. Good. Don't, don't, don't go to a house. Cause then you have to do leaves. And I don't know if anybody told you this, but they're the fucking worst. They are they terrible. You just don't I, get a blow, like a little blow thing. And just, no, I mean, that's, gotta, once you put them in a pile, you got to do something with them. Here's, here's my so. thing too, is like, you're made to feel with leaves. If you got leaves in your yard, people are like, well, better get to raking. And you're like, first off, this is like all going to biodegrade in like a month and it's natural mulch but like all of my neighbors a lot of i shouldn't say all of my neighbors some of my neighbors they're just like they're in a rush gotta get these in the bag gotta get a gotta get them in the bag and i'm just like i'm just i'm not there but i blew them out of the gutter so i'm with i'm with you doug yeah it's uh it's not fun so um so yeah so we did that but um i got a bunch of I'm still doing my comic book thing. So I have a lot of things that I have been reading lately. Um, I've also looked at my little box that has housed all of my comics and um, I may or may not have a problem. Um, So (laughs) that's, that's a story for a different time. But once again, it could be crack. It's all, it could be crack y'all. Like it's really of the things. (laughs) Like it could be be crack. crack. Okay. Um, but gentlemen, we have a fantastic show to get to, and we are going to kick it off with Catch That Quotable. Catch That Quotable. That is the most, like, soulful, sad Catch That Quotable. <laughs> that one was sad. That one felt a was little it? sad. Was it? I thought it was more like a, some blues. It was more Yeah, like, I yeah. no, like, you're in a you're in yeah. a club, and now yeah. it's time. The catch the, That Quotable yeah. hurts you, but years yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, like, it yeah. took, oh, a little bit. It took your kids and left. Um, wow. But, but, but we have a fantastic quote from Roman Myers, so we're going to play Roman's Millions. Um, yeah, and I'm going right. to... 
I'm going to read a message for this particular catch that quotable because oh, Roman no. has sort of taken it personally that um, that what? Marcus has had his number lately. So here's whoa, what we got. Whoa, so this, whoa, whoa. This, this, come, free, Marcus. this comes from Roman. So he says, Marcus has had my number recently, so I'm throwing a curveball for this week's catch that quotable. You will not be able to find this quote on Google, um, but he's here with us now on the live show to give us a hint in the answer. Hi, Roman. Um, so hello, this, Roman. So, Marcus, this almost feels like a, a a challenge to you directly. So, I don't know why. I'm just I, a guy. Is this more? Is this like unbreakable? Like I'm just Bruce Willis, and he's Mr. Glass. I like how you made him Mr. Glass. <laughs> like, well, I, do, I like I'm, it that too. I, I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna be Mr. Glass. No, I'm no, of course not. <laughs> he's not yeah, killing a train full of people. What are you talking about? Not. I mean, that's that's yeah. So, Marcus and Brian, are you all ready for this week's quote? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm all present. Right. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. This is a 40-man team, and I want a 40-man effort. Oh, God. I don't know what that is. This is a 40-man team. team, and I want a 40-man effort. Sounds like okay. some type of rowing movie. If it's a sport, if it's a sports it's it's a sports movie. It it feels is like it, a, sports it a sports movie. movie? It feels like a sports movie. I mean, obviously, like context clues, right? 40. Like Let's let's read between the lines. Not available on Google. So okay. like remember the tit <laughs> Titans out. Like that's that's yeah, out. Right. I feel like. Right. Because that one would show right. up. Um this feels like glory. it could be could be like a like a gridiron gang, or there was a movie with mm. um there was a movie back oh shit. It was like an old school football movie with John Krasinski and Oh, um, the it was the the Duluth Bulldogs. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, like was it was Rudy. No, Rudy yeah. was Notre Dame in the nineties. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the Jim Krasinski one. Um, yeah, a forty man team though. That's not football. That's, that's not football. It's not basketball. It's not baseball. Mm -hmm. It's not. I was thinking something with rowing or something of a of a boat ish maybe or track and field 40 man team could be mining maybe it's not a space maybe it's more of a also could be a mining I was movie. just about to say like could this be like a space shuttle thing yeah. I don't know like ants now that's the only thing I'm thinking about is ants. the movie ants <laughs> ants and I have oh, oh man oh. <laughs> Came out right when Bugs Life kind of came out, and people were confused at both movies because both bleed oh my God. Yeah. are about ants. It also yeah. could be like a like a rugby movie. Like I could believe oh, that is that's well. A good, okay, I've never <sighs> seen a rugby movie. Do we, okay, can we get I a have hint? one? Roman, if you're with us, uh, a hint would be much <laughs> from appreciated. the great beyond. And like, while what? we'll see if he's getting a hint, join our Patreon, and you can Roman? try to stump us for catch that quotable. Roman, uh, that Jack. Roman, I, yep. I, I, I'm sensing your presence, and I, I could really use a hint if you could come out of the woodwork. I don't and give one that would be. I am black and I don't play with Ouija boards or spirits, so I, I just feel like we should just not do that. I, I, I don't think he's not in the comments right now, so okay. I think we're on our own, folks. We're left to our own okay. devices. But you know what? We've what been we... here before, and we can do it. That's fine. Yeah, that's we'll fine. figure it out. Um, I'm gonna here's here's I'm gonna stick with my rugby one. Uh, Don Knotts, Tin Conway, Edward A Ed Asner. So this is an old movie because oh, it's got Don Knotts in it. 
Okay. This is a 40 man team, and I demand it. Can you read the quote one more time? I will absolutely. It's a 40. This is a 40 man team, and I want a 40 man effort. I feel like this could be some type of gold rush, wild, wild west type movie. I feel like it could also be a military movie. I don't know. Oh, that's, I, too, that's too. That's true. <sighs> Jughead. Final answer for me. Jughead is your Black final Hawk, answer? Black Hawk Down. I don't know. Did you think Don Knotts was in Black Hawk Down? No. He's which, also not which, in Jughead. Which, I don't which, really which Black know. Hawk Down did you watch? <laughs> the one with Don Knotts, obviously. <laughs> Clearly, it's the one That's on a Amazon, very different movie. and like, yeah, Hawk is spelled like with an E or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I got I, nothing. I, I, okay, I, I'm I am stumped. Uh, we're not gonna get this any give any given Sunday, any whatever. Okay, I'm gonna go Invictus because I'm sticking with the sure. rugby answer, sure. and okay. that's yeah. where I'm going with. Um, so, so how do we get the answer to this? I typed yeah, in those three. I typed in those three people into Google, and the answer I got was: "This is a 1976 film called Gus." Um, Holy and buckets. it is the inept California Adams are the floundering setter are in the floundering cellar of the National Football League. So it is a football movie <sighs> from 1976. I'm gonna so, wait yeah, for Roman to confirm that. Um, Forty man team. I don't. Yep, there it is. The, the movie, movie is, is called, called Gus. Gus. Yep, that's okay. it. Wow. Yep. So we did not win get this. this round, Roman. Way to pull you one from the cinematic yeah. depths. Yep. Yep. We may be films in black and white, but we don't watch black and white movies. No, we do not. <laughs> Maybe we need to start if this is where Roman's <laughs> going to keep going with these. So that's I'm his looking challenge. at the cover for this, and this is definitely a Don Knight type of movie. Mm-hmm. There's. A man with a donkey. And... It, it's a movie about a donkey kicking field goals. Apparently, mm. yeah. This is a Tom, really? this is a Don. Knotts Sounds like movie, uh, this was this was before uh, Air Bud. This was before Air the Bud. original was Air Bud. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's what? a Walt Disney movie. Oh, it is. You can tell. You can tell. That's incredible. Okay, a lot of things yeah. make sense now. Yeah. This yeah. all. Oh yeah, I just saw the poster. Yeah, this makes a ton of sense. Um, okay. Well, gentlemen, all right, and Roman, thank you for the tough quote. Yeah, uh, we need. Yeah, we needed that. Hopefully, like this tells challenged. you. This is, tells you the bellwether of where we belong when it comes to the <laughs> the difficulty of the quotes. Yeah, so not yes. so hard that Gus, but also maybe not the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Got to yeah. be somewhere yeah. in the middle. This is available on Disney Plus, according to Roman. So is it? Is spicy, it really? If you're feeling spicy and you want to watch it, you can watch it. Well, maybe not spicy. Spicy. <laughs> Yeah, because if I want to watch ass and I'm feeling spicy, I'm going to a different place. It's a Disney. different. Oh, it's a different. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful dunk! It's a. <laughs> it's you. a different type of donkey show. Let's thank just say you. that it's a different type thank of donkey oh, show. No, oh, thank you. Oh. I love it when Brian's upset. I love it. I mean, I just feel like if this was a basketball metaphor, it's like I pass the ball. Marcus had this beautiful layup, and then here comes Doug with thank like this really, this really <laughs> ugly layup. Just like you did it, but I don't feel good about it. It's a different type of donkey show. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Don't Google that, yeah, listeners. Don't Google right. that. Um. Yeah. Brian's frozen and it looked like he spit out his drink, but it was like mid freeze. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not. Um, gentlemen, we have news to get to, and I yep. am going to wait. Marcus, you had a question uh, for us, actually. Um, I did. And you went down a rabbit hole this weekend and had a question for us based on your rabbit hole. Tell us more. 
I did. So this weekend, I did absolutely nothing but watch movies, which is my favorite pastime. And I watched two things. One, Tales of the Jedi, which I would love to hear from Brian a little bit later on. A review on Tales of the Jedi and Doug. I don't know, Doug, if you got a chance to I see it. I have not had a chance to watch this yet. Oh, interesting, interesting. I'm I way did behind, finish y'all. Tales of the Jedi. There's a lot of TV to watch, so please don't, oh don't my feel gosh. about that. Um, but I also got into a Oceans 12, <laughs> I, I mean, Oceans 11, 12, and 13 whole. I don't even know what you call Is it the Oceans franchise? Is it the Oceans yeah. trilogy? <laughs> I'd say it's the o- oceans. Yeah, I'd even say yeah, like the oceans the, eleven franchise. Yeah, yeah. See, see, it's kind of weird when you get into the numbers and stuff like that. But um, so I got into the, I fell into it on Netflix. Ended up on Netflix looking for something to watch, kind of mm-hmm. quick while I was like folding clothes. Yep. Saw Oceans Eleven, watched it, remembered how no much I loved Oceans Eleven, but also did not remember anything from Oceans Eleven at all because that plot <laughs> yeah. is not what I remembered it. Or there were pieces in there that I did not remember. Then I watched Ocean's 12 and I was like, Ocean's 12 mm. was really my introduction to the Ocean's movie because my mm. mom liked Ocean's 11. I watched 12 and then went back and watched okay. 11 and then finished 13. Okay. Really underrated franchise. And I feel yes. like it's just not appreciated enough as a heist thief movie. It's kind of like the sure. Italian job, but it's a little bit like yep. you have to really pay attention to it. Like some of the stuff that has to do with the plot is in the dialogue like you oh, like one of the yes, ending yeah. shots of the movie is um ocean danny ocean gets relief from gets released from jail um who's played by george clooney and then rusty who's played by brad pitt goes and picks him up and they he picks him up out of jail after like six months three to six months or something like that they get to the car and he, while they're walking to the car they're talking like it's a real quick dialogue and he says where are they and then rusty says <laughs> in a silver suburban in the back at 10 o'clock and i was yep. like what the fuck and then the last final shot of the movie is them driving down the street and you slowly see a silver um, suburban or whatever the car was um, driving down the street following them. And then the credits roll. That was how the movie ended. Like it was from beginning to end a heist movie. So I feel like that was an underrated franchise. And I wanted to know what you both think is an underrated franchise. I don't know if mine counts as a franchise. Oh, no. So... But here's because they're not really connected because there aren't a ton of like franchises that I can think are connected that are underrated. Right. Like because my knee jerk reaction is like Fast and the Furious. That's a franchise not underrated. I don't think (laughs) no, Um, No. like the um, wait, you don't consider Fast and the Furious a franchise? No, I consider it a franchise. I just don't think it's underrated. So like, I think what are you thinking, Doug? I'm very curious. Here's the route that I'm going with it. Like Mel Brooks has like back in like the 70s and 60s did like eight to ten eight like eight to ten like comedies they're not franchises they are very consistent in his style of like directing and writing so i don't necessarily consider it a franchise i agree but in terms of like underrated from the same director using similar actors i would say mel brooks has a run of movies in there that are widely forgotten Mm -hmm. like um, there are a couple in there that I think are really good that are take off of old Alfred Hitchcock movies. Like high fidelity is taking a, taking a t- turn off of high anxiety. That one's really good. A history of the world part one, very yeah. good, but underrated. Not a lot of people know about it. Um, mm. cause your knee jerk with most of Mel Brooks stuff is young Frankenstein or Robin hood men in tights. Otherwise you kind of forget about it. Yeah. But that's my route. Okay. I feel like I can't allow you to do that. 
And so I'm like, then I have you, no answer. Well, I, I mean, I can give space yeah, and time I want you for to Doug think about if it. you want. If you okay. have another one, because I, I want to say I would feel the same way about like a, maybe a Zack Snyder movie. Now, mind you, hot take. I'm over <laughs> all of this Snyderverse type shit. I'm over it. Um, yeah. I got what I wanted out of this shit. It's like post nut clarity. <laughs> and I'm kind of just in this place where I'm just like, I'm okay. Like, I'm. I'm like I'm I'm fine. Like y'all can you can go home now. <laughs> so I, I but that's a different story for a different time. So I feel like there is a franchise in there. Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> oh my god! Wow! That is a string of words I didn't think would be said. <laughs> One, two. I didn't think they'd wow. be said right now. Uh, but he's right. Like I mean, he's right? Yeah, well, kind of. He's absolutely right. I just want you to go home. You want me to call you Uber or what? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a, you can Uber. you can leave now. Um, in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about your friend who's a bitch, but you gotta love her anyway because you've been through hell and back. Like, can you just please go home? That's hilarious. God, I have to take oh a shit. God. I can't do it in front of you. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Wow! Yeah. Anyway, I mean, Brian, I your, what's yeah. your franchise to buy me yeah. some more time? What's your uh, yeah. franchise? Happy to talk about this. Um, uh, yeah. Fun. Anyway, so this was hard because, like, it's hard to like define. I don't know. Underrated, like franchises by definition. There's a okay. successful formula, right? So this is why I love the question. It's almost like a paradox. So mm. for me, uh, it was gonna be Hunger Games, and then I was like, no, that was like wildly successful it is not underrated it's maybe like not talked about as much anymore so i set that aside uh i was gonna say twilight and then i did not i i it's Ooh. not underrated it's perfectly where it needs perfectly to be rated as, I, I mean perfectly rated as in like it's remembered as like kind of standard fantasy romance mm. movies like yeah. just kind of set the template a little bit um so i'm gonna go with the transporter with john oh, uh, with jason oh. statham okay i think that franchise like i feel like people slept on it a lot the first movie came out and it was just it was jason jason statham driving fast cars and yeah. he yeah. and then he got into some fist fights and like that was it it was so focused it was so quick it was so slick like it was almost like i don't know it just it made its point and it left. And then when they made Transporter two and three, it of course it ballooned a little bit. But like as quality goes, I feel like you could put on the Transporter set of movies and they're gonna be consistent and standard, but they're not remembered as like great movies. But I think they're really good action movies. Um, so that's the franchise I would say is like a little underrated. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Transporter was good. It was so good that they tried to recreate it with the mechanic. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, they really did. Yep, that's a great way. It's basically that. just a recreation. Good of, point. Of that. Doug, do you? Yeah. Yep. I think I have an answer. Okay. Okay. And <clears throat> I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the interpretation a little bit differently than like the way Brian looks at it, which is like okay. critics <laughs> for how they're remembered. Wait, hold on. I love. <laughs> I love this podcast because I I said that right. I said hit me, and then I said hit me, <laughs> and Brian Brian knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about. I didn't he know how to react. Head. He just I, shook like, his head and was like, 
<laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't. I missed it entirely. No, I missed it entirely. Just a slide of the Joker from Dark Knight. And I was just like, yeah. I can't do like a full on yeah. Batman thing here That's, right you now. Remember like, that? You remember that? That was like, That's, no. That's hilarious. I I get it now, but it's I missed it entirely. So I'm no, yeah, fine. Oh, I love fine. that you guys. Dog, I'm, yeah, I'm all great. ears, man. What yeah. what's the yeah, here's what we got? Yes. So here's my interpretation of this. I think that the I think the past two movies get a lot of hate and the first two movies get a lot of love, but I'm going to go the original, like, especially because of where they are and how they're compared to things that are recent. I'm going to go with the like four Batman movies from the late eighties through the early nineties. Okay. Interesting. And the reason why I, and the reason why I do that is because we tend to remember Batman in its most recent iteration. Yeah. Like that's how we remember it. We go like, oh, what's the most recent? It's um, you know, Christopher Nolan or it's Matt Reeves. We remember the most recent version, but some of those other ones, for what they were, like they were entertaining and they did what they were supposed to do. Like Batman Forever Forever and Batman and Robin, they were there to sell toys and to be a fun action yeah. movie that everybody could go yeah. to. Mission accomplished. And they get a lot of hate. Some of it, I think, is earned. Some of it is not. They? But they get a lot of Ooh. they get a lot of hate. Uh, um, I mean, Joel Schumacher gets pretty raked uh, yeah. across the coals. In that's fair. Batman no, Batman circles. Forever. Batman Forever. I love that you gave this answer. Um, yeah, because I feel like this is accurate. Um, Batman Forever. It kind of deserves some of the hate it gives, but then again, there's a Sh- Joel Schumacher cut that exists. That I feel like maybe could have oh, been a little bit better. Of um, I, I mean, of course, like I don't know if y'all have seen that the extended scene with the giant bat and and um, what's his name who's playing Batman. It's a thing you can look it up on TikTok. Or oh, YouTube. okay, definitely doing that. I'm gonna from, have to do that uh, now from Batman Forever. And I I really enjoyed I enjoyed those iterations of the villains more than I did Batman, which is I feel 100%. like here's my hot take. Right, those older Batman movies were based and surrounded around the villains more than it was Batman. Absolutely. It was almost like, yeah, you know who Batman is. You know how he get down. Let us introduce these villains to yeah. you. And the yeah. story really revolves around that. And then these newer Batman movies go, what if we dig way <laughs> deeper into Bruce Wayne while also introducing these, his, his, his uh, folly of villains as well. So I think yeah. that's a great answer. Yeah, I would hundred percent agree. I mean, remember we got in Batman forever, we got Tommy Lee Jones yeah, we did. as oh Harvey Dent Two-Face. And I got to be honest with you, his his I performance his was like like coke-fueled and like up there, but yeah. loved every second of it. Like well, not I, to mention Jim Carrey as a Riddler. I, I mean, was just going to say that. <sighs> I mean, also kind of coke-fueled. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I mean, still really good. Was the like, oh, yeah, surprisingly. Absolutely. Yeah, I I put I'm going to push back on this only a little bit because I do feel like the I do think you have a point. Here's it's like it's like you do have like the direct point of like the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin being its own like mini franchise in a franchise. Mm -hmm. I will absolutely agree with that because Tim Burton like made his own thing. And then with Batman and Batman Returns those are well remembered. So I'm totally picking up what you're putting down when it comes to like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like forever and Batman and Robin are not the most fondly remembered. I, the the part I push back on is I feel like, are they underrated? I don't, 
it's hard because mm, like there's some high argue, highs right? with Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, but like some there's some lows. pretty low lows. <sighs> like <laughs> Batman and Robin really like they he has a he has a credit card. They do a credit card ad in the movie if I remember right. <laughs> You're right, Brett. You're right, yeah. Brett. I'd never leave home without it. That's his, ba- ah, that's my like that that, Bane is some that drags it down. Version. Yeah, Bane is some twisted version of a Pokemon that can only say his own name, and that's about <laughs> that's it. Right. Like, that, yeah, you're not, Come you're not, Brian. You're not wrong. I just think that, like, that there, run, and there, but yeah, there's no, also I think continuity. You make a good point. You make two right because they're not fondly remembered. <laughs> and and there are there's continuity to all those movies. I don't know if y'all know that they reference each other. Oh yeah, as it, as it progresses, so you'll see the suits of certain villains that are the same suits from the original. So like they all reference each other. And I'm assuming it's in this world where the man changes Batman, but the world, it, it stays the same. So yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, 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 I kind of like, I, I like that. It, that it's underrated. Y'all know how I feel about Batman and Robin. Don't get me started. Look, yeah. But Batman forever. I guess, I, I guess I feel strongly about Batman forever. I'm learning so many mm-hmm. things about myself right now. Um, Batman that, forever yeah. is actually, I Thank feel like it's a decent Batman mystery movie. I mean, of course it like yeah. takes a hard right, but like, there's actually a mystery for him to solve, which was like mm-hmm. compelling to me as a kid. I was like, oh, yeah, like, like, like let's go. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Also, Nicole Kidman's in there. That probably awakened something in me. So I'll just leave that there. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I totally oh, forgot. I totally forgot she was in that movie yeah. until we're yeah, talking about it right now. Like, you need a therapist, um, Mr. Wayne. Do you need Oh, a my gosh. That's right. She does play the therapist. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Doug, yeah. Teacher. It's that's impressive. It's a, it's, you remember that lot. dialogue? Oh I, man, I, mean, I love those oh, movies. Nicole Kidman, if you're listening, we'd love to know if you remember the dialogue from those movies. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah. probably, probably not. Um, I mean, she had to replace it with all of that speech from AMC. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. Full circle. Look, she's just laughing all the way to the bank. With those, I mean, but... at this point, yeah, she kind of has to be. But yeah, no, I I agree. Underrated, underrated franchise or sub franchises. I, I I love all these picks. Yeah, this is great. Um, Romans is the Land Before Time series, and I would also say that that's oh, accurate. Man, you want to make me cry, dude? Another acceptable answer that I just thought of is the Ice Age movies. Mm. Also acceptable mm. because you mm. remember I, well, the first here, one, but two, I three, disagree. four, and five, you don't. No, remember. I feel like that's because they just suck. After two, three, that's four, and five. I mean, I, there's a difference between underrated and just <sighs> sucking. It's like they're not even trying. It's but like they they're not even make, trying. But they kept the making them. That's that's no, but that's I don't feel like it's underrated. Like, I don't feel no. like there's some like metaphorical thing that mm-hmm. would like make me change my mind. Like, these are clearly kids' movies to watch the squirrel get chased by chasing nuts. So, they did know. what they were supposed to do. I <sighs> know they were terrible. Once you once you started getting Drake to be one of the characters in there, that's when you lost. Me. I, I did not like, know that. The low point, that's it? enough of that. Yeah, I mean. Maybe Doug. I don't, yeah. I'm questioning everything. That's you, or you're having a <laughs> really okay. like meta meta moment. You, you, I mean, you brought up Batman Forever, and here I am, just yeah, like questioning go. my life choices. All your it's life decisions. To be curious, um, <laughs> gentlemen. Thank Marcus. Thank you for the question. Why? But so, we. So we are so why like <laughs> i just want to see how many batman reference dark knight references i can sneak yeah, into this, the dark to this podcast. Episode. um brian would you please kick us off Hello. with your first piece of news sir 
Yes, uh, it would be my pleasure. Uh, so for those folks who are new to the podcast or maybe uh, you're a longtime listener, just going to call us out. We're going to go through some news items. We're going to linger on some of them. Other ones, we're uh, we're just going to move right past it. Some of the casting stuff, we say like, this is fine, and then we move on. So if you're new here, that's kind of our format. We're going to go on tangents. These are what these episodes are for because we're staying so focused when we do the movie episodes. So just wanted to give that give that shout out for some of the newer folks that, that might be here. Some of our longtime listeners, you might be waiting to hear something. So anyway, I'm pulling up this article. And I'm going to kick us off that Jimmy Kimmel will return as the Oscars host. This was announced today. I'm getting it from the New York Times. And it will be his third time hosting the Oscars. That's the news. I have a question. Go ahead. What the fuck is so funny about Jimmy Kimmel? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I and that is not me. That's not even me trying to be a hater. And that's weird to say after I said that, right? But I, I genuinely don't understand Jimmy. Here's who I think is funny: Jimmy Fallon on the late night show. <laughs> Would I watch a stand up of Jimmy Fallon? Absolutely not. Would I watch him on SNL? <laughs> yes. Would I watch that's the same thing kind of with Adam Sandler? I would not necessarily watch an Adam Sandler stand up, but would I watch a TV show or something from his mind? Absolutely. And his comedic styling? Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, I just don't understand. I just don't, I just really don't get the, the humor in it. I mean, I don't get James Corden for the same reason. I don't know what he's from. Yeah. I don't know why he's funny. And I'm just generally okay. interested. I, I think James Corden has more of a chubby guy who is funny and put in awkward situations kind of funny. James Corden is the, the theater kid who never got the lead, but was super nice to everybody like in public. Okay. Um, never got the lead that. in the show, but he was always super nice to people, coached people to like get the parts that he really wanted. And then like that finally paid off for him. Like he was just okay. he was so charming. That's how I, that's like what I feel like his niche is. Obviously all the stories that we've heard, he's not really nice to people in private. Um, no. So I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like that's the, the appeal he has when he's on camera. That's probably the I best way that. to say it. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is very safe. If I was ever on Jimmy Kimmel's mm. show, I would also say this to his face. He's a very charming guy. He's he's genuine and authentic. Um, I just like it just feels weird because the thing we hear about the Oscars every single time is is people being like, oh, this format needs to be changed. We got to do something different. Mm -hmm. We have to we have to draw in a new audience. Ratings are down. And then like you pick you pick Jimmy Kimmel, who's already hosted twice. That's not Jimmy Kimmel's fault. Like, no, y'all keep picking him like of course he's that's gonna true. say yes like that's true you have a choice to do someone yeah. completely different and you keep picking the safe i don't know like but you have to go safe option now like I mean, that's the bottom line. last year yeah that's, you have you have to go yeah. safe option there jimmy yeah. like you, you said jimmy kimmel's safe you he's know safe. he will do this he will host this he'll make a will smith and jada and chris rock joke Oh. It'll get written in there and he'll oh be able to God. get it off. The white man will be able to get that shit God. off. Oh, and oh that. I I am no. calling my like, shot. Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, like to me, it would it would it I imagine him the joke is written as him as a victim. Like, I couldn't believe this happened. You know what I mean? Although that's a very serious oh, situation. The joke, Ugh. the joke will be the joke will be a bit. It will be yeah, in yes. the first hour of the show. 
Jimmy yes. will come out from backstage and he will say, you know, hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited. What a ma- marvelous night. You know, I did before we get started. I do want to take two. Preca- I just want to take a precaution before I get into the real nuts and bolts in this. And so, guys, can you come up here? And he will have two people playing security guards who will stand in front of him. That will be famous, muscly actors. And then that will be the joke. If you call this shit directly uh, and I yeah, watch the Oscars is, and this is on it, they yeah. have to fire everybody on their Yo, writing. That is, it is November 7th, uh, 2022. We will accurate. check back in this in the early part of 23. Good, we'll dude. see. We'll see if Doug called it because I hate how right you are. Yeah. Also, yep. if I was a white comedian and like they're starting to pitch me jokes, I'd be like, absolutely not. No yeah, way. No. And I think no, that's anything like and that. And he also laid down in front of the Abbott. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Quinta, Quinta Bronson. The, like right in the middle of her yes. receiving her fucking award. Like you, he, that just didn't sit well with me. Although no, she didn't have a problem either. with it. But I don't know. I just, I'm just, no. I personally do not understand the, the, the Jimmy Fallon. Crazy. That was a bad Whatever joke. If it's a joke, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I, I, whatever. Anyway, Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. You know what you're gonna get. That's, a <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's a hundred percent correct. And also, like, do we? We've said it before. Like, do we need the Oscars? Like, to be four and a half hours? Like, I just <laughs> hope that like they get at least. A, I don't know how you do this, but we got to make this fucking thing shorter. Like, no. Yeah. I, Look, I, again, I've you just you start at 3 p.m. You do everything. You can tune in when you want, and then you just do all the bangers from 9 to 10. Yeah. If people get their limelight moment, if they want it for, like, best editing of a butterfly wing, like those super specific categories, you can you can watch them. You can watch those technical awards. But, like, 9 yeah. to 10, it's it's best actress, best actor, best film. Like, just, just yeah. 9 to 10, everyone goes home and goes to bed, you know? Yeah. yeah. Agreed. 100% on board. So, well, thanks for that first piece of news, Brian. Marcus, okay. what do you have, sir? Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole bunch of little news. So I'm going to start with cool. the the recent casting news from Spider-Man across the, yes. is it across yes. the multiverse? Across, across the, the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's a... Across the multi-Spider-Verse, whatever it is. <laughs> I forgot the name. Um, so Spider-verse. basically, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse adds Nope star Daniel Kaluuya, and I'm getting this from comicbook.com. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the Hollywood Reporter, the, the comicbook.com reported it got this from the Hollywood, quoting the Hollywood Reporter. Hey, quoting sources. What, however hey, you want to get it. Kaluuya will be playing the role of Hobart Hobie Brown, a.k.a. Spider-Punk. Um, the character that was created by Dan Slott and Oliver Coppel. Um, and the first debuted in Marvel Comics in 2015. The character is a homeless teenager who becomes a hero to the citizens of New York. Um, apparently, there's going to be so many different iterations of Spider-Man in this one. I heard rumors that Tom that the studio wants Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, yeah. and Andrew Garfield to make I some type of also heard live action, well. unlive action appearance. It'll be a whole thing. So they are really eating off of this spider-man franchise i wanted to yes. i'm reporting that because i, I want to think back a little bit when there when spider-man was mentioned there was a reboot of spider-man after andrew garfield's second amazing spider-man yes like right. a not a literal reboot but they were like there was a we're gonna sink our teeth into this franchise type yeah. of reboot yep i believe after andrew garfield so when tom holland came out they did all these they made a hit after hit after hit 
and they realize, oh, we we got so much of a hit, we're gonna make a villain verse without even a Spider-Man, but we just gonna eat into these spider characters. They did a venom right. thing, they was like, We can really eat off this shit, and they have not let up yet. I don't know what mm, no. when do you think do you think we get tired of this? Do we think are we enjoying the ride? Where is everybody feeling? I mean, I think for me, I think one of the reasons Spider-Man is so timeless is because the character lens, it, it is so accessible to so many people. And it, yeah. it really was one of those first superheroes that had to worry about paying bills. Like, mm-hmm. just the way Spider-Man is framed, little kids can identify with all the cool tricks he does. You know, I'd say, like, teenagers identify even with some of the romance elements mm-hmm. or just even, like, oh, I'm trying to, like, do my best and it doesn't really feel like it ever matters. <laughs> middle-aged people like myself enjoy spider-man because I, I it is a fun time and through some of like the the toby Maguire movies you're seeing him get older too you're seeing him get older and you can go back to those movies so like there's just so much to tap into i mean there's even comic book stories where spider-man like went to grad school and he's he has his own lab like he's doing his own thing so like the character is just so accessible and so grounded that it, there's always going to be new people coming in. Like mm-hmm. it's, that's why I feel like it's such a healthy franchise. I think as far as the movies go, I, I, they're, they're going to keep this train rolling until like yeah. they, they have another amazing Spider-Man two opening where it can't be sustainable. Like I, yeah. I, and I don't know where that is. Yeah. Brian, I agree. I think, I think the reason why, spider-man is so accessible in a a different point that to the same overall point which is like he's the first superhero that you encounter who doesn't know how to process the like the weight of the shit that he's experiencing Mm -hmm. like in the house of m Mm storyline spider-man is they're in an alternate world and when he wakes up that he that is not the reality he knows he's like yeah but i have a wife and kid here you're yep. telling me I need to destroy this. Like, this is fucking heavy. Like, and yeah. so for a majority of the tail end of that story arc, he's processing like all of that. But yeah. every other super other, every other superhero that's in that storyline is like, nope, this is the mission. This is what we have to do. Uh, so I think Side note. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Brian, please. Side note. Emma Frost is like one of the ones that wakes up with her memory and in, in, uh, in house of M and she's, she is so brutal. She's cold and efficient in that story. Cold. And it's one of the reasons I love her character. Cause everyone's like, this is, I can't believe this happened. She's like, snap out of it. We got to go kill Magneto. Let's go. But this is before they know it's Wanda, by the way, but Basically. like, like she's like ready to go. Yeah. But I, I think that I appreciate that. And I think that that's why a lot of people is because if we woke up in another reality, we would also be like, what right. the fuck is this? And where mm-hmm. am I? And what is happening? So I appreciate the accessibility of like, no, this is still a kid to a certain extent that has to process what's happening and has to understand and appreciate that weight. So that's, yeah. that's I, I completely agree with your point. I think in terms of like the movie stuff, I think we're kind of at a weird crossroad because there's portions of the Spider-Man stuff I want more of. And there's portions of it. I want less of like the villain stuff. I don't give five shits about like, (sighs) Oh wow. And, and I say that because I say that not because of the future, but because of what I've gotten up until this point, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I really enjoyed Venom, but I enjoyed Venom because of Tom. oh the villain verse, not the... yeah the villain verse. Sorry, oh, no, not the villains it. themselves. Oh, okay. the villains themselves oh, okay, are fantastic. Okay, okay. The villain verse, 
like you got to do something different. I'm yeah, curious agreed. to see what you do with this Craven the Hunter stuff, but I, even that I'm not super jacked about. Morbius kind of tainted my whole opinion yes. of where they're going with this because that was just gobbledygook. Um oh, straight garbage. Yeah. And so but the but the Spider-Verse stuff that they've done with Miles and like the first one, yeah. I would take more of yes, more of that, please. Mm -hmm. But I, so I'm just I I kind of want them to move in the direction where they explore that Spider-Verse stuff more. And maybe yeah, that's what's mm -hmm. coming with like the Madam Web movie. But um, yeah. I'm yeah, I don't they're kind of like trying to just like take the shotgun approach where they just fire off and hope that they hit something. And I wish they would just be a little bit more targeted. Well, I think I agree with, I agree with all of that. There's more the stuff that I want more Tom Holland. I, I hope we, then yeah. we get the next trilogy. I, I appreciate this version of, of consistent Spider-Man and a connected Spider-Man with, he's got this world around him that he gets to interact, interact with. Um, Cause I don't know when we'll ever see that again. If wherever, if we will ever yeah. see that again in live action version, but back to the casting, I enjoyed Daniel Kaluuya being, yeah, the voice yes. of this. I think he has a very distinct voice. I think he is growing in his what he chooses to act in and what movies he decides to do. And I and I enjoy that he did this because this feels different than yeah. anything I feel like I've seen him in before. And it's it's a little bit of voice acting, which I don't think I've seen him in. So I like yeah. Danny Kaluuya. I like that he's playing Spider Punk. That gives the ability for that character to become something from yeah. this as a base, and then people will grow it. Or they because then they have this thing where Marvel will. If they're like, no, Dan Kaluuya was amazing, then they make that a reoccurring mm -hmm. character. You know what I mean? And make that a thing yep. that becomes the new popular next big Spider-Man. Yep. So I like all of this. Well, I, I think the last thing I'll I'll say here is I feel like the animated stuff, they they it's clear to me Sony's trusting them with their process. And it's the reason I think we're getting two sequels instead of one. Like I think they saw what they had. Yeah. with the first sequel and they're like whatever just make a third one y'all know what you're doing and they're letting lord and miller like do their thing everybody attached to that and the creatives like i, I really trust that process because it doesn't seem like sony's messing with it because i feel like if sony execs were messing with it it would have been rushed it would have come out this year and it would have basically just been a retread mm. of the yeah. first mm -hmm. movie 100%. um and they didn't do that they delayed so i i, I think I think the other point I'm trying to make here is like the live action spider stuff. Yes. It is so shotgun approach. And I'm really curious about Madam web because Oof. there's just, I don't know. It feels different. The on. talent that's attached feels different. The vibe feels different based on some of the story beats that we have. And if you're telling me, Hey, we just want to do Spider-Man with women. I'm interested in that story. If you're trying Ooh. to do like, Hey, we're trying to do venom. And we're just going to use like spider women or like whatever. Not interested in that at all. Like if you tell me a story that is woman centric with with the with, you know, great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. We haven't really seen that from a woman's perspective. We've seen how many Peter Parker's like, yeah, like let's see a, someone else do that. So maybe they figure it out and they'll see returns on it. But I, I mean, like I'm absolutely prepared to, to buy two more Chipotle burritos to go watch Morbius too. Cause I'm so worried that Sony learned the wrong lessons from all of, from all of their movies. Ooh, like, yeah. 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 I, I feel like if Sony were, if I were Sony, right? Like sure. if I could, if I could play a Sony executive, a movie, a Sony movie executive for a day, I would say, Let's let's map this out a little bit 
and let's do like let's do it, those two into the spider-verse movies but let's sort of like play this and have it lead into finally getting like a Miles Morales in live sure. action oh and my the ending and the ending yeah. to into the Spider-Verse 2 is like the crossover into like real life and you just you don't have to retread all of that shit it's all there and you yeah. can use it going forward I feel like that would work really well because you've already built up such a following that you don't really need to touch later so I yeah, would rather I would rather Marvel handle Miles I, than I think it Sony says handling so. Miles I agree. And I think it says something, especially about us who are like, we, mm -hmm. we talk about these issues of who's playing these characters and how it yeah. represents like the different and like Marvel doesn't have a perfect track record with like telling stories from people of color. But the fact yeah. that all three of us are like, Oh, absolutely. Marvel should tell Miles mm -hmm. story. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Any live action Sony ex exec should get their hands on it. And it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. yeah. Bad news for sure. Agree. But yeah. Good talk. Good topic. Love the news. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that one, Marcus. Um, so my piece of news is going to be talking a little bit about uh, Avatar 2. Um, and yeah, so, about so obviously that is scheduled to come out in a couple of weeks. We're going to see like it. Three, mm -hmm. three or so weeks or so. Um, I don't know if this is James Cameron like trying to like pump the brakes or if he's trying to like lower expectations or if he's trying to give himself an out, but he recently came out and said that he is prepared to end his avatar franchise with avatar three. If what? people don't like avatar two, um, what a weird threat. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting this news from collider. Um, and here's the quote. So he basically said like, um, like I don't really, yeah, here, here's the direct quote. The market could be telling us we're done in three months or we might be semi done, meaning, okay, let's complete the story within the move within movie three and not go on endlessly. If it's just not profitable, we're in a different world now than we were when I wrote this stuff. Even it's the one, two punch, the pandemic and streaming, or conversely, maybe we'll remind people what going to the theater is all about. The film definitely does that. The question is how many people give a shit now? End quote. So, <sighs> yeah, James. <laughs> like, no ow. fucking shit, Sherlock. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, the world changed. G get over it. <laughs> I don't understand why everybody has this inept need <laughs> to save the goddamn movie theaters when they make a damn film. My I second piece of news is going it. to tell you why they feel like they need to do that, but okay. I just. God, I just everybody's excuse is this is going to be the one that could possibly bring people back it, to the theaters. And it's yeah, going to take more it. than I have gotten comfortable in my house streaming in my underwear watching the latest <laughs> releases. Do you think I want to go back to a theater and, and like ha don't have and have less options of how to stream some shit? No. <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. Like I but also you in that quote said without the need to go on endlessly, the movie is three hours. Like yeah, Avatar two is scheduled to be three hours. I can certainly expect Avatar three is going to be three hours. Maybe find a more efficient way to tell your fucking story. Like, <laughs> and don't make the excuse that Avengers was three hours because they gave us stuff in between to make us 
want to watch the three hour in game movie. You okay. know where I want to stream a three hour movie in you. You don't want to know where I want to watch a three hour movie in my house where I can pause it and do other shit <laughs> yeah, and sit there awesome. for three hours. Like, okay. Okay. Look, Brian, I, I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm being like the opposing force tonight, but like, I, okay. Theaters are magical. Theaters can be magical. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But I do agree, Marcus. It is getting to a point where, like, it's like you have this checklist when you're doing your press tour now, and it's like, talk about how you don't like an Avengers movie. Check. <laughs> talk about how you're saving the theater. The Russos, by the way, they went the other way on that. Good luck to them. We'll see where they where they go. But they yeah. were just like, oh no, theaters are dead. Um. Anyway, they didn't check that box. <laughs> check that box. Uh. And then the last thing they got to check is like how they feel about streaming. Uh, which is kind of like the same, whatever. I like threes. Anyway, I just, yeah, theaters are important, but a guy like James Cameron isn't going to convince people to get in the theater. I don't know. That's weird. Um, The other thing is like, look, I'm not going to bet against James Cameron. He's a prolific Mm -hmm. filmmaker. He's made some of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. It just, it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. The the things he's saying about this movie of how like it does, it sounds like a threat of like, Hey, this doesn't turn out well, y'all I'm not making four and five. And I don't know anyone that would be like crushed by that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to evoke. I don't know if it's a call to action. I don't know. I can't read James Cameron in these interviews. It kind of just feels it it has a lot of like I'm tired energy. If that makes any sense. Like yeah. James Cameron just feels like he just wants to go home, like have a bourbon and just like, like watch Hitchcock. Waiting. He's like, guys, I'm done. Like, yeah, I just, like he just like he's tired of convincing you, this. but like nobody's asking to be convinced. You know what I'm no. saying? Like it's just kind of like, man, you're tired. Like, go home, do something fun for you. You just you sound like really you sound like you need some you time, man. Yeah. I don't know. What a weird thing to say. I don't it, know. The, I mean, the world is just oversaturated, right? Like, yeah. And when Avatar One first came out, you had a chance to sit with that a little bit. The problem with yeah. Avatar Two is somebody could release three other movies on streaming. Let's just say the Christmas Story, Christmas. Um, then sure. you get the spirited movie and then let's say you get the christmas with the cranks and then you get the other christmas santa claus five movie it's too much they could be released in the following weeks next not to mention the harry potter reruns and everything else and your movie just gets swallowed up between nostalgia and new christmas movies that people just want an excuse to talk about for a trend so like it's you are in a different time and i hope that he took that into consideration i don't know what the theme or story is going to be for way of the water too if it's something maybe that pulls at the heartstrings maybe christmas isn't the best time to drop this movie i, mean, I don't really fucking know but here's go ahead Doug. here's here's the other thing that i think that i picked up on his quote is i picked up on like it's him essentially saying and maybe i'm reading it wrong but essentially him saying it's not my fault if people don't care about the story i'm trying to tell and there's a part of me that says no, James, like you wrote it, you directed it. It is kind of your responsibility yeah. to make me care yeah. about the story you're telling. Yeah. Like, yeah. so if you're saying, oh, streaming in the pandemic, that's people will care too much about that, that they can't connect with my story. Then then you fell short. And again, yeah. I he is a fan fantastic filmmaker and i am not trying to say james yeah. cameron can't tell a story what i'm saying is is like 
don't threaten me that you're not going to tell a story and yeah. say it's my fault that I didn't understand the story. No, you're as a director, you fucked up. Like that's that's yeah. your job to tell you know, a story I care about. And so sounds yeah. like an angry grandpa. I mean, I'll turn this whole thing around. I'll turn this okay, car do around. it, motherfucker. I didn't want to be out here no hey, way, Grandpa. You on the road for three hours. Do it, bitch. Then it's here's three the hours thing. the other way. Like, here's the thing, though. Here's the th like this. And I've talked about this before. <laughs> this should be my jam. I should be super excited right. about yeah, this. Me, me it too. is sci-fi, heavy CG, beautiful environments with a story that is most likely going to revolve around environmentalism. All things I get jacked about. Yeah, and anti-capitalism. And anti-capital. Thank you. And anti-capitalism. But like how you've managed to like just i just don't care like like yeah. how that has made me feel is just impressive so i'm just shocked that this press tour isn't him like maybe committing to just like hey i just wanted to make a beautiful movie here's this beautiful movie yeah i would have i would be more on board to watch it if you say that then right. you making a three-hour move then i feel like you being spiteful to say i'm gonna get my get back on endgame because they knocked off the, the other movie that i, I did like i don't want to see that shit well and even just like i really wanted to make a movie that talks about like how important the planet is and we need that now more than ever after the past two years like there's such an easy narrative and maybe they're maybe his publicist can't keep him on track maybe that's what he's supposed to be saying but like that would get me more amped for this movie than like, well, I, then I won't make the other or especially oh. around like the holidays, like when we're all stressed out yeah. about be expending, spending a lot of time with our families. You could have come out and said, <laughs> you know, I'm really I'm really just believe in the power of our family and being with the ones that you sure. love. And and the story of that is throughout here. Because I mean, to the Brian, to your point about the visuals, I mean, to the man's credit, the first one was visually a oh, fucking powerhouse for the time. Was, it was one of the best looking movies of the past. Yeah. I mean, for a while, when right. it, since it released, and it so was the reason it was the movie that people used to sell them big ass new TVs. Them yes. fifty inch screen TVs. How many three D TVs did Avatar? It was a, oh god, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> that was a scam. Yeah, so yeah, <sighs> so I mean, I get. The like, if you you have a, a great point, Brian, um, or should I could should I say Nicole Kidman for AMC? Um, <laughs> I you should be that's a fantastic that point. Of, oh, thank you. Of like, you know, if you had just said, you know, there was more story for me to tell. I think it's very right. relevant with the time frame we're in. Yeah, I'm very pleased with the way the visuals came out. I hope people enjoy it. End quote. That is all you I, needed to say. That's all you need. I, but. I, Nope. I don't know. The grumpy dad, like the grumpy grandpa approach to selling your movie. Good luck, man. We'll see how it turns out. I don't out. know if I had, yeah, I don't know if I just got the right tone. You should just be grateful. Be I'm grateful you're still in the game. <laughs> be grateful <laughs> you still can make these movies and the people are still behind you because people could have abandoned ship and gone straight streaming and they just told you no. Like, I get that it's hard to change and it's hard to evolve and it's hard to grow, but streamers aren't going anywhere. Are they no. getting worse and more expensive? absolutely maybe, maybe. <laughs> should they bring back cable i'm kind of thinking so no but basically like, is that now i no. mean that's yeah except i'm paying even more subscriptions for everything's a goddamn plus so i don't know it, yeah i don't know yeah anyway but that's good, that's what i had good discussion point doug absolutely bren what's your second piece of news mine's mine is uh there's not a lot of depth here uh netflix announced via tweet uh 
uh, Gears of War, the 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 well-known video game series, uh, they will be making a live action feature film based on Gears of War for Netflix, followed by an adult animated series with the potential for more stories to follow. Got this directly off the Netflix Twitter feed. They posted it at 105 today, November 7th. So uh, that's coming. I mean, that's the most Netflix way to announce. Fuck it. That's the most like right? if you had said, oh, there was an announcement that they're doing a yep. Gears of War movie. I would have and guess. Guess where it's going. I would have been like, it was just a tweet. It's going to Netflix. Like <laughs> yeah. there's no. Yeah, there's no article. There's Which no. Sucks. Yeah, because yeah. I really like Gears of War. Oh, I love the video game. I feel oh. like there's a great story premise there that I'm surprised this hasn't yes. been done sooner. Yes. My question is, who's the lead for this? Is it? The oh, Rock? I know. I, I, one of my first thoughts about this was like, man, this sure feels like a Dwayne Johnson movie just (laughs) waiting to happen. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I don't mean it in a good or a bad way, but like, I absolutely see like Dwayne just sitting around seeing the tweet and be like, I got time. I can do this. Like, you know, big burly man with a chainsaw gun. That seems like something Dwayne would want to do. And all of a sudden he's a, or Henry Cavill. Or That'd I mean, it also feels like a Carl Urban role. Yes, mm-hmm. Car- Carl Urban could yes, probably man. snatch this if he wanted to. This feels I, like I mean, this feels very Doom esque, and he yes. was yes. Doom, and I feel like he would do just fine with this. I mean, you could even yeah. do like a Batista thing. I, I mean, oh, I, love I feel that, like there's like sky. That's the probably limit. happening. Yeah, I, I that's mean, that's probably it. I, I don't know. They all have I, history with Netflix too right like i i feel like this is a nat there's just a lot of natural fits here and when i played the games like if you haven't played the games basically it is just like it, it is like a zombie apocalypse except mm-hmm. they're not zombies they're super intelligent bugs with guns and then you just uh you put michael bay in and you stir it and then you you put it in an xbox that yep. is years of war That's um, such a good game and they are, they're a ton of fun. And like, it is basically playing through a Michael Bay movie. Like I'm actually shocked. Michael Bay is not attached at this point, but I mean, when I, when I first played my first one, I was like, this is just an action movie. Like we should just do that. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm yeah, very curious to see how it all comes together. We'll see if Dwayne decides to attach himself. We'll find out. Yeah, definitely or if you feels need, like a Batista movie. Or if you need a casting yeah. director, just hire us and we'll find your cast for you if you don't want to go oh, yeah. to The Rock. We'll, we'll, yes. we'll gladly pay our service to have you do that. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's going to listen to the podcast. Like, this dumb guy keeps talking about bags of weights. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go talk coach. to him. Yeah, yeah. We'll do calf. We'll do we'll do hip. We'll do hip thrusts on the hot pavement until one of oh, us passes out. It's gonna be God. me. Um, it's gonna be me. Yeah, because have you seen his fucking be, legs? Jesus, gonna Christ. be me. It's, I mean, it's he's huge. I'm surprised. You know, if he didn't have so much money from all of the movies he was in, yeah. I feel like he would make a tremendous amount of money as a male OnlyFans model, just like crushing melons with his thighs and selling that. I feel like people would be on board for that. <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah, I'm just going to let you live with that one. I'm just going to let you live with it. Y'all, I'm not saying. I have no comment. I'm not uh, saying I would sign up. For I didn't it. say anything. I'm just, no, I, said I'm not, I, I didn't, I didn't like say anything. That's no, another source of revenue if times the, ever get tough. 
look, he's got really like just these enormous like axe guy vibes. If you know who I'm talking oh, about on TikTok, oh, yeah. Yeah. like it's just a guy with an axe chopping wood 100%. and it gets like millions of Very likes lusty. from yeah. people who like that. I feel like it's the same. It's the it's same 100% thing. 100% yeah, the same. Um, thing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, no, not at all. Didn't think so. Marcus, what's your second piece of news? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't really have one. So that's did that. Uh, did that. Did that shock yeah, you too much? Yeah, well, not really shocked me. It's just. It's just. <laughs> now you're thinking about it. Yeah, because that's the problem. Now <laughs> I'm just thinking about how do you clean that up. That's. I guess that was. That Great was point. where I started. Oh but, no! I mean, you just. You I mean, grad. that's the first place that my brain goes to is the mess. Yeah, it's the mess. It's it's it's, it's very wet in here. Very you know what you're gonna city. do though? Um, you're gonna be walking through the produce section and you're gonna see a can open. You're gonna be like, I wonder if I could, and that's how it starts. I, me, Marcus, Destin, I put food in my mouth, not in between my legs. So <laughs> the only food I put in my mouth, never mind. Well, yep, there you go. That Love was, it. Yep. That was, yep, that was, yep. There it is. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda joins Disney Plus Percy Jackson as Hermes. And so Percy oh. Jackson has been hmm. um, kind of in the talks for a while now. Because yep. ever since the first person, the original Percy Jackson movie came out, which is based off the book of demigods and these yep. the, the children of these um greek gods and mm-hmm. goddesses and everything like that um it has always been a popular thing that people wanted to bring back well now people it is coming back on disney plus a short teaser got released maybe two months ago yeah um, i mean maybe, like it, maybe more. 2024 is what they're shooting for so i mean it's still mm-hmm. a ways off it's the young man from the adam who was the lead kid in the adam project who will be playing <sighs> percy jackson but yes. um lin-manuel miranda is going to be playing hermes and i feel like that is Every iteration I've seen of Hermes, this makes sense to me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that's that's what I think. I, I, mean, I mean, go ahead, Brian. I, I I think it's fine. Like I, I I like I I know some people like just have this reaction to Lin Manuel Miranda of like he shouldn't be acting, and I I think he's fine. Like I don't think he's a bad actor. Do I think he's going to win any awards? Not in the current climate. Like I, I but I feel like he is a good actor and, and makes me believe he's other people. Well, yeah, yeah, I feel like he has. I feel like if he was gonna be in anything, I feel like being in something that is supposed to be like more young adult, where he can be yeah. a little bit more playful with it, I think is probably yeah. the best fit for that. And that is, I agree. Again, I'm not trying to say anything about the man. I think he's a phenomenal talent when it comes to like his musical ability and his. Oh writing. my gosh! Like, I think yes. mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. a gift. But I do, and again, Brian, not to, to your point as well, he acts and I believe that he's other people. I think that his talents and his personality lend himself best to the role, to this particular type of role. So, yeah. 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 I, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think he'll be, a, I think he'll be a good Hermes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's fun. Um, my last piece of news is semi intertwined with my first piece of news and I'm getting okay. this from the Hollywood reporter. So AMC is still trying to dig itself out of a hole. Um, oh yeah. It, it is still even with a, free popcorn day. It, even with free <laughs> popcorn day, it is trying to emerge from the pandemic and chip away at its high debt load. So it is still carrying a ton of debt from the pandemic. Um, and so, you know, 
it other moves that they've tried to take to try to do that is they bought 22% of a stake in a gold mine to try to make up for this type of money. Shut um, up. Are you yep, serious? 100% coming from the Hollywood Reporter. It is. Um, it's 18. It's 1849 all over again. 100% the gold rush, ladies Yee-hoo! and gentlemen. Oh, yep, exactly. What in tarnation <laughs> is going on over there? Oh my gosh. AMC. They are oh also selling its popcorn in retail stores. Um, and it's also trying to like create a special stock dividend. So that way, you know people could like actually invest in it as well yeah yeah but the most recent announcement that they are trying to do is they have now established a partnership with zoom and by zoom i mean the video conferencing company um and it is going to be turning some of its select theaters into zoom conference rooms um, so it is going to launch rooms in 17 of AMC's major U.S. markets. And essentially what will happen is companies can book three hour blocks of time um, at several theaters simultaneously to hold virtual events across multiple markets. Um, they'll provide the equipment, they'll offer food and beverages and a concierge and a movie viewing for an extra cost. So m- the reason why I say that my previous news is intertwined with this one is because we apparently still need to get people to go to the movie theater specifically in AMC. So that way they don't all turn into zoom conference rooms. Wow. There you go. Huh. Gentlemen, Interesting. you guys want to go rent an AMC and video conference for our next podcast? I didn't hey. want a video conference at my house or in my office, let alone hey. a video conference in a damn movie. Theater. I'm sneaking out to go watch 51st Dates. I'm not staying in a damn no, video conference. I'm not, not going to stay there. No. I mean, I so <laughs> I can't believe this. I, I, I'm shocked because it, okay, I'll be honest. No, like, there's no bad ideas yeah. when you're trying to dig yourself out of this much debt. That's like, gold mine, that's actually, that's a genius. Go, go where the money is, right? Yeah. Um, I work with Zoom for my job. Like I am the person that trains people how to use Zoom for like big events. Uh, I don't know if our Uh listeners know that. So like I do this every day. I work with Zoom recordings, Zoom webinars, Zoom rooms, Zoom, like all of the Zoom products. So like all I'm thinking about right now is how I would try to design an event to even do this. Because like if they're talking about their theater space, Uh that that is that is such a huge undertaking. I don't even know how you mic it. Or you bring your own laptop, or you. I, I mean, don't know. and the reverb and the echo, like the oh my gosh, the sound cancellation. So there isn't an echo. Just incredible. There's so yeah. much to think about. However, I I absolutely believe that there is some decision maker high up that would be like, hey, you know, it'd be fun. You know, it'd be fun. Let's go to a Zoom meeting at the theater. That's true. And I 100 percent believe it. there would be enough of those people across That's the markets true. that they identified to make this profitable because like the infrastructure is already there and you can go buy movie snacks while you do the zoom meeting. Like I get it. Like, so good luck. Good luck to them. Uh, such a weird idea in my work. Yeah. That it's kind of out there. Um, it's not a bad bad idea. It's not bad. It's just, it's a weird one that I would take time to comprehend, but I could see that being something that would be natural on the back end of things. Like if it's a success and it's a hit, other theaters will try to duplicate the same thing. Like it could be that. I mean, if you think about it, they have some of the most state of the art projection systems on the planet in order to be able to like 
show some of these things on screen. Yeah. So in terms of like video quality, I get it. Yeah. Right? right. Like I get it. But there's also a part of me that's like, hang on. <laughs> like, hold yeah. on a minute. Why do I need to see Rick in marketing <laughs> on a fucking movie theater screen? <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, I don't need to see Rick's ass in fucking 350 times sound. Like, Man, I don't need when, to see his fucking like, pores and nose hair. Get the fuck Rick. out of here, Rick. Like, I need I, Janet's cat just in huge theater format. Oh, or imagine the deafening <laughs> audio of somebody who's not on mute, but having oh, another conversation. To grind like, the Becky, beats. you're on. Becky, Becky, we can hear you. Or the polite, like, hey, y'all, can you in, just... In in Dolby surround sound Dolby with the 4D splashing. Oh yeah. I think this is probably targeted to like, hey, we're going to have a special event. Yes. And mm -hmm. we have satellite offices in Kansas City, yes. California, and Florida. 100%. But we're going to have everybody go to the theater to watch a play that's being projected out of New York. Like that, that uh, makes yes. a ton of sense. Yes. But that doesn't that doesn't feel like video conferencing to me. That feels like something different. But to me, the joke is a bunch of people, a bunch of boxes on the big ass IMAX TV screen. I get that joke. That's a hilarious joke. Oh yeah. But I do see I do see more special presentations being done that's more maybe like a DC fandom type. Oh yeah, for sure. Or deal for people to more watch and experience and be okay. a part of as opposed to like a a as opposed to like an actual Zoom conference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, that's why I could see the potential where people are then creating yep. these things to yep. fit these IMAX screens, to fit these movie theaters, so that your conference experience is a whole lot different. And then you get these breaks, and then they get yeah. the desk, and you can bring your computer. I could see that being a success. And you can charge people a shit ton of money to get this experience yes. right at their local AMC. Yeah, 100%. And save Marcus. on that conference. Because we all know in higher education, traveling to conferences is it's expensive. It's oh expensive God. as Arm shit. Arm and a leg. Even yeah. just for the registration. So imagine you be able to charge the same amount or charge less to just do it at a local theater. Or think yes. about like San Diego Comic-Con. They're going to do the Marvel panel, but you can mm -hmm. also in selects in oh 17 select cities, oh you can God. go to an AMC yeah. and pay 50 bucks for to be there for the it duration like of the thing. Row. You know yeah. full honestly, well people who couldn't that's travel. Smart would do idea. That. That's, that's a smart. really honestly, that's, that's a really smart, smart idea. That's the way to die. I don't know. I feel like that's probably that's the future. It's it's yeah. yeah. And safe. It, I'm thinking the safety aspect too, right? There are yes. some people who just still don't feel 100%. safe around other people or you know vaccinated yeah. or non-vaccinated. That just gives an additional we go back to the James Cameron joke like it was a joke but it wasn't really there are more options. Now you get yeah. more options to how you experience things, how you access things. And I could see this being a hit. I just think it's funny that we gained to this point with AMC theaters. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, it's not, it's, it's, and it's, it's not even like funny, like ha ha funny. It's more like, damn, I used to be in the AMC theaters watching X-Men or whatever the case may be. And like, look at how far we've come. Well, remember well, like AMC at one point in time, like there was like, before the pandemic, you couldn't touch them. Like they were, yeah, yeah they yeah. were putting the smaller theaters out of business. Even Alamo Draft House existed just to be, just yep. to compete with what they were doing. Yep. Like that was the whole, like that's their whole business model is something that's different than like going to a mega box, like yep. theater. Like they are considered like a powerhouse. And so the fact that a powerhouse 
is resorting to something that feels very like used car salesman y. Like, we're going to have a petting zoo for the kids. Come check out. Yeah. Come check out yeah. this. Car. Like, that feels like what this is. Like, those are both in the same a little bit. box a little bit. A little like, bit. That... These points that Doug are, these characters Doug is bringing <laughs> yeah. out about Rick and this fucking, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, so I feel like those, that is very well, much where this is. So it's just surprising that it's gotten to that point. Well, and, and Demarcus's point, like AMC made a whole thing about how they invested like millions of dollars mm-hmm. in their theaters to have like quadruple filtration or whatever. I'm like, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically like back at the end of 2020, they refitted all of the AMC owned theaters with like this super duper filtration stuff. And like they made like a special Clorox disinfectant thing yep. to, to mm-hmm. spray down all the theaters. So like, yeah. I feel like this is one of the safer options, depending on how this next winter goes, that you can get together. Yep. It, I mean, I think you cracked the code, Marcus. I do think it's like it, it and Doug, you talked about like decentralized workforces coming together and, yep. and conferences. That's, That's absolutely the market they're going for. And it's probably mm-hmm. cheaper than a regular conference, but a step up from like, mm-hmm. everybody go to your Zoom meeting today. We're mm-hmm. doing the conference. Like that makes it more special and a little bit, a little bit more comfortable. So 100%. yep, completely agree. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That was my news. Sweet. Gentlemen, anything else we absolutely have to cover yes. in the yes. short remaining time we have? hundred percent. Yes, okay, we do. Brian. Uh, we save the best for last. Uh, this is a really quick casting note. I'm so happy we get to end on this. Uh, so Carrie Ann Moss has been cast oh. in the star Wars, the acolyte Disney plus yep. series. Okay. Uh, it's just revealed today. Uh, the whole cast is banging. Full cast, uh, yeah. It's great. It's fan. It's like one of it's now moved up to like one of the shows I'm really, really excited for. Um, Carrie Ann Moss, you know her from The Matrix. You know her from mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. She's done a ton of prolific stuff before that. Anyway, I'm just amped about it. We don't have to. We don't have to like talk all about it. But I did mm-hmm. want to share that before we started wrapping up. Well, That's- speaking of Star Wars, what did you think about? I mean, I like the casting. Uh, oh, you're every, fine. Remember Carrie Ann Moss for everything except for Matrix Revelations. I don't know what the fuck that was, but don't remember <laughs> her for that. Um, what did you think about Tales of the Jedi before we? Yeah. Man, Tales of the Jedi, I feel like, was a really good way to tell some of these lingering Clone Wars era stories by Dave Filoni in like a really like the best format that he could that he could share them. One of my mm-hmm. critiques of the Clone Wars has always been like it kind of meandered. It didn't always have a focus. Some arcs were just kind of left. Some arcs had too much. And these Tales of the Jedi shorts, they just really cut to the core of what like Filoni and his crew are trying to say. And I think I think it's beautiful animation and they're very well done stories. So I really liked it, especially the, ah- the Ahsoka stuff. The Dooku stuff is good, but man, the Ahsoka stuff was really fun to see. Both two really good storylines from yeah. two characters that are known. Yes. Ahsoka is is is. I think more known than Dooku is, or I has would, a deeper lore than, than yeah, Dooku does. I think I agree. Um, but man, I enjoyed. I am. I am falling in love with the character of Ahsoka to see oh, how powerful she is. This she's a idea gem. that she came from Anakin and Vader, like that is who your master was, and like all the things that he taught her, and how power and how she goes about being a Jedi, especially being in the middle of everything that happened yep. with Order 66, I enjoyed that. But I really also enjoyed Dooku and and the push. What I enjoy about Star Wars is the stories of 
how people go to the dark side. Yeah, and because right. it's more than just, oh, I'm just going to pick it because I'm evil. It's it's <laughs> not necessarily that. Yeah. And that's what I enjoyed about Dooku, about he turned because the Jedi Council, it was the same reason that Anakin turned. The Jedi Council was not doing the things they were supposed to do. They were too corrupt. They were not listening to the people and from right. my understanding. Now, I could be wrong. But um, I just enjoy. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Master Yaddle. Um, I love Yaddle. Just, I thought that that was just a really good addition oh. to a character. Like so much all fun. Yodas don't talk alike. I, I, for some reason, that just made me happy. So I enjoyed Tales of the Jedi. I do yeah. feel as if Mace Windu is severely, severely underrated and is only being used as a character addition and not the main character. And that oh. is pissing me off. He's it's ripe. He, he's so ripe for a series. It's it's wild. They haven't been able to figure that out yet. Yeah. I just don't understand it, but that's okay. I'm glad to hear it's good because I have not had yeah. a chance to watch it yet. Um, same thing with Andor. It's on my list. It's just I couldn't stay up to date with it. So I feel like it's going to oh. be one of those things that I just binge when it's all done. Well, um, so I'm excited. I mean, about. we'll talk about this, I'm sure, during our Marvel Roundup Spectacular when we do it here later in the month. But like, I don't like there's just you can't watch it all. Like if, if, if yeah. you oh hell no, it. you there's too much shit to like there's too much shit to try and oh, we lost Marcus. Yep, oh, Marcus just... got so heated about how there's so much stuff. He got he just, so he upset about why there is so much stuff for yeah. us to watch that he was just like, fuck guys, I'm done. Like he yeah. just walked off. I, I mean, I get it. I get I mean, it. I get it too. So it's hard. It's hard. so much. Um, well, Brian, thank you for that. I'm excited about the Acolyte. Like, I think it's going to yeah. be an interesting take on a Star Wars story. So yeah. I always like these Star Wars stories that kind of It's going to be go... a mystery thriller. I kind of yeah. like that. I kind of like when Star Wars doesn't play into its own typical formula. Yeah. And I think that that's from what I've seen about people who have loved Andor, that's what they appreciate about it. Is it's yes. such a good Star Wars story that doesn't fit the mold, but kind of like yep. tries to redefine. It kind of says like there really isn't one, which is always good. So definitely. Yep. Definitely. Cool. All right. Um, well, anything, Brian, that you would like to plug in the time that we have left for uh yes. this? Yes, I would love to talk about the lovenerds.com. So uh, the lovenerds.com, you it's gonna be a great resource for you coming up because are you having people over or are you going to somebody's house for Thanksgiving? Now is the time to plan. If you're a planner, just go there, go to the lovenerds.com. Go to recipes. It's the second one it, after lifestyle tab. There's all kinds of recipes. You can make something fun. You can make something frilly. Who knows? Maybe maybe bring a breakfast dish. Really throw people Ooh. for a loop. But anyway, you can go check that out. TheLoveNerds.com. Fantastic. There will be a link to that in the episode description. So go ahead and check that out. There will also be a link to all the articles that we talked about today. So uh, definitely go and check that out uh i'm gonna plug for marcus quick since he can't be yep. here um head to the link in the into our in our description to check out marcus's music there's new music on the way there's also some new merch on the way so joe go and get yourself a shirt or get yourself something cool um either for you or it is the holiday season for a friend or a loved one noah gear makes the great it makes a great uh yule gift great holiday gift um so uh but always the most important thing is to always follow the mantra which is never offended always humble um i have two things that i want to plug uh, the first is a little bit more serious and the second is a little bit lighter so the first is um you know we are a podcast of three males 
and November can be a tough month. We talked a little bit about the time change and that that decreased sunlight can have an impact on everyone's mental health. Um, but this is sort of my challenge to any other men who may be listening is to please keep an eye on yourself. You know, please, if you need help to find help, um, a pro according to, um, I pulled this from, um, mentalhealthamerica.org, um, just to kind of give you all some statistics, um, over 6 million men suffer from depression every year. Um, it oftentimes go over, goes undiagnosed. Um, the men are more likely to report feeling fatigue, irritability, loss of interest in work or hobbies, um, rather than feelings of like sadness or worthlessness. So just, kind of know yourself. We're going to be spotlighting some mental health statistics for men over the course of November, not because women don't have it either, but you know, we are a men of podcasts, a, a male po podcast host. So trying to stick to what we know a little bit. So, um, well, please, and if I can, if I please, can jump Brian, in real quick, uh, I mean, one of the things that, uh, that, that doesn't always get talked about with men is that there is there is a stigma that that either men don't need counseling or that it's somehow 100%. bad or it means how something's wrong with you. And in a lot of those circles, men just don't talk about it. So we we're trying to at least create that space based on the statistics 100%. that um, folks don't talk about it or they don't get the services um, or the help that that they need. And 100%. that's something that's really important to us. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll be talking about that, trying to break down some of that stigma. Um, and yeah, take care of yourself. Yep. hundred percent. Um, the other plug I have is for this podcast. Obviously we have a great time here week in and week out. Um, join the Patreon. There's a link in the bio. If that's where you're feeling it, you know, if money's tight or if you're not really hundred percent on the Patreon yet, just leave us a review or recommend us to a friend. Like that's a great way to support the podcast. That doesn't cost you anything other than just telling us about us to the people you love and having them, having them listen. That's always helpful. So, um, check out the Patreon if you can, otherwise a review or recommending us to a friend is a great help uh marcus has come back marcus hey, you have returned hey, to us from the great the beyond here he is what did i right. do to my damn uh computer i gotta blame i didn't somebody. do anything if, we did we did talk about the mantra do you have anything no. special about the mantra that you'd like to share with people no i'm sure my two friends here did it well just follow the mantra never offended always humble go buy some go buy some merch go listen to some music Absolutely. support the mantra how you can Absolutely. Well, this is the time of the show where we have three keys to oh, success. Let me cue up the music. Brian, Brian what? Slow, slow, cue up the music. Uh, Brian, what is our first key? Look, first thing is you gotta read a book. Okay? A lot of we, we obviously got the the we, we got christmas uh whatever you're going to be celebrating there's there's so many holidays between now and the end of december it's something like like 39 or something like that i, I, I can't remember them all but there's a lot dozens let's say you're going to see a lot of people be an interesting person tell them you're reading a book ask them sure. what book they want to read it's a great conversation starter and you don't have to talk about the weather nobody wants to talk about the weather everybody knows it's a placeholder just be like so you read any good books lately and then you go, you go from there. So read a book. Be an interesting person. Absolutely. In South Dakota, the weather is cold. And after that, oh, yeah. not a lot to talk about. Got to have something else to talk about. <laughs> yep, not a lot to talk about. Marcus, what is our second step to success? Drink some water. It's getting colder outside. 
Um, y'all just ain't drinking enough water, okay? You want to be able to pass your stool softly, drink some water. All right, just, you gotta stay hydrated. That's yes. how. That's how you keep the ooga boogas away. Absolutely. absolutely. What's what's an ooga booga? If you gotta know, then you drinking enough water not to find out. Okay, all right, that's good to know. Um, the third step to success is to whoop, wash your ass. So look, y'all, it's uh, it's cold and flu season, and we all know that a clean ass is a clean body. So be sure, get up in it with some soap and a washcloth, wash your ass, but also wash all of you, your legs, your shoulders, just everything. Just give yourself a good washing and your body and your friends and your family will thank you. There is no greater shame than going to Thanksgiving dinner and looking around trying to figure out what stinks to find out that it's you. So be sure to wash your ass and leave that stink uh, at home and don't bring it to the dinner table so don't bring that shit to the motherfucking dinner table absolutely brian mentioned it but next week we will be back with air our fresh review of wakanda forever we're very excited to talk about it with you all so something you don't want to miss so be here next week uh same time same place or the podcast next week on wednesday to hear our full take and we're excited to get into it with you so um but in the meantime and in the between time stay Stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week. Catch you on the flip side, bitches.